Hey, this is Liz. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. It is Sunday, September 25th, two days before we kick off our brand new season. That's right. Tuesday is the first show of our 16th season of Satellite Sisters. We talked a little bit about that on the Tuesday show, so we're, we're getting very excited about that. Today, I have a new-to-you show, uh, really a goodie, from September 22nd, 2008. First, I want to remind you, though, that on Tuesday, we announced that we have a new sponsor for the show. It's Primary.com. It's a great site for kids' clothes from babies to 12. Check it out. Use our custom URL, which is Primary.com forward slash sisters. And if you do, you'll get your first 25, on your first order, you get 25% off and free shipping. I just used it the other day, actually, for birthday gifts for a two-year-old I know. And it was really, really great. Anyway, so on today's show, uh, Leanne starts by celebrating Kyle Chandler's birthday. You probably know we are longtime Friday Night Lights fans at Satellite Sisters. Julie has a sticky situation of the month, and we... We all chime in to give her advice on that. Sheila and Monica, a.k.a. The Lab Rats, test macaroni and cheese. Sheila's also got an issue, a customer service issue, about the life of her HP ink cartridges. It's funnier than it sounds, I promise you. And then Sheila also has, um, we wrap up with a cozy couch. Let's see what she covers on this week's Cozy Couch. I made some notes here for myself. It is new uses for tater tots and um, cotton balls. So you're going to enjoy that. It's happiness boosters. Uh, What else does she have here? Oh, and what to do if your hormones are broken. We didn't know they could actually break, but, you know, apparently they can. So stay tuned. This is Satellite Sisters, new to you. Thanks for supporting our new sponsor, Primary.com. Remember, our URL is Primary.com forward slash sisters. And if you ever want to check out any of our older shows, uh, you can go to iTunes. You can go to Stitcher. If you subscribe at both of those places, that's great for us. And they are all archived at SatelliteSisters.com. We have notes for every show, and you can also search the whole database. So enjoy. We are the Satellite Sisters. Here you go. New to you. Hi, this is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leanne Dolan. And you're listening to Satellite Sisters to Satellite Sisters to Go. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation, any conversation, any conversation can. I'm not going to we are the Satellite Sisters, and welcome to the show. You know what we promise you every day here at Satellite Sisters HQ. It's news, talk, and laughs. We tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time. And here we are in Los Angeles together, Leon Dolan, Sheila Dolan. I'm Liz Dolan. How you doing, sisters? Fantastic, Liz. Hey, Liz, did you know we're celebrating Kyle Chandler's birthday? 
here today at the Paley Center for Media. I did not know that. Yes, it is. Special Friday Night Lights running like all day long here. Really? You know, he's a personal fave, Liz. I'm just saying. Just saying. That's what's happening here today. Get with it, Liz. It seems like fate that we would be here on Kyle Chan's <laughs> day, but we are here for you every day. We have a fantastic show for you today. Uh, later on in the show, Julie will be joining us. She is a Satellite Sisters sticky situation. You know, we like to help each other sort out issues, things that happen to us in daily life. Julie has a sticky situation. I understand you do, too, Sheila. You Very know. sticky. <laughs> I'd say gummy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold that thought. And then after that, our sister Monica Dolan will be joining us from Portland, Oregon. Monica and Sheila on Lab Rats today. What product are you testing for us? We are testing for you. Mac and cheese out of a box. Now, did you know they're gourmet mac and cheese out of a box now? I mean, so many to choose from. So that's what Monica and I are doing today on Lab Rats. I'm impressed, Sheila, because you're not a cook. And I know for most people, mac and cheese out of a box doesn't constitute cooking. But for you, it's kind of a stretch. It was complicated. I had to get out that measuring cup that I used five years ago. So, you know, (laughs) just wait and see, Liz. It's done. (laughs) All right. Uh, Meanwhile... Uh, I understand you have other issues you needed to review with Leon. Oh, this is Sheila. I have so many issues, as you know. And that's why my sisters are here to help. Now, I gave Leon an early morning call this week, didn't I, Leon? You know, when you see Sheila's name on the <laughs> caller ID and, and it's before 8, you know, Liz, something is amiss. Something is that's amiss. That's not a checking in call. What's happening today, boss? No, that's something's amiss. Do well, you sometimes just let it go to voicemail? No. Oh. No, you were very good about picking up. And I call Leanne sort of my executive producer for my life. Mm-hmm. It's just general questions, right? Mm-hmm. So I warmed you up. I asked about the kids. Right. We you know, warm you up. and then I, I knew I, that was not the right <laughs> I was going to say you know, we don't fall for that, Sheila, but All right. whatever. Then I got a little deeper. I asked you, a, a, you know, um, an, an advice about, you know, sort of a, a friend that I was having a problem with. You gave me good advice on that. And then finally, I got to the real question I really needed help with. And I, you know, I, I said, I said it very quietly. I said, Leon, how long do your ink cartridges last in your printer? <laughs> and, you know, because that was my problem that morning. My ink cartridge, the extra large HP ink cartridge that I bought two months ago, mm-hmm. was suddenly out of ink. I mean, again, I mean, I've, I've, I've bought so many ink cartridges for this new printer. And I knew that you would know the answer. And what did you say? You said, have you called customer service? <laughs> yes. I, I can't respond on behalf of HP. You I mean, can't? I, No. And even though I have an HP printer, I, uh. I said, well, let's. Let's try to do some math. You know, yeah. let's try to figure out about how many pages are we printing a month. Okay, well, gee, it seems like your printer should be printing more than 30 pages uh, <laughs> Thirty pages before yeah. it runs out of ink. Right, because that's what, well, Liz, we were going, I, I print about five or six pages a week. I know that sounds really lame. <laughs> okay, well, that, we know that because when you turn up for recording, you almost never have a script with you. <laughs> Um, I like to keep my overhead low. So you know what, Leanne? I took your advice, Mm -hmm. as I always do. Hung up, called HP, and got a customer service representative who sort of takes your case. To me, I look at it like a lawyer situation. Mm -hmm. Really, I am fighting them already. I am am already on the defensive and the offensive, you know, on a phone call like that. Despite all evidence uh, (laughs) to the contrary that that is an effective way to get what you want. Right. And, And, I mean, you know, that person, the first phone call was not the person who was going to help me. 
And he knew that, but he didn't tell me that until I went through the whole long saga. Can you hear it? Five pages a yeah. week. He knew that. He was, he was withholding information. <laughs> All right. Just trying to waste my time. And so finally I said to him, how long are these cartridges supposed to last? There you go. He said, hold, please. <laughs> Comes back. And he did some math. And he said, around 600 pages a month. And I just, I was, I said, well, that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing five pages a day, <laughs> 30 pages a month. And then he. Five pages a, a week. A week <laughs> and 30 <laughs> pages a month. It's was, ironic because we're going to talk about math shortly. And they, <laughs> I was thinking about it. It's not your strong suit. And my guy basically came back with this response. I believe your ink cartridge is abnormally performing. Oh. Okay, so that's... Did that make you feel better? No, because then he wanted to transfer me over to returns department. Then I, from returns, I went to satisfaction. Then I went to the ink cartridge department, and I ended up in parts. Okay, that took about a half an hour. Mm. I was on hold in parts, and I couldn't take it anymore and the whole time i'm looking at that cartridge and i'm shaking it and i'm shaking it and i'm doing you know i'm just i'm burning up leon i can't do it anymore so i ham slam down that phone i pop despite it. all evidence <laughs> the contrary that's going to advance that your that's case effective <laughs> put that pop that cartridge back in i said you know what i'm just going to test one more page yeah that'll show them <laughs> sure enough guess what happened it printed it printed because you asked me, did you shake did your you cartridge? Shake cartridge? And I lied to you. I said, yeah. <laughs> I totally lied. I said, yeah, I did. Because I knew, I knew I hadn't, and, and that was the obvious answer. And I dragged you into my drama, Leanne. <laughs> I dragged you in. And I am sorry. Look at these scripts today. That is from my old ink cartridge that was dying. That was, quote, <laughs> performing abnormally? Yes, I shook that so hard. Something yeah. clicked in there, Leanne. The ink. <laughs> it was the ink that clicked. So what exactly was performing abnormally, if we ask ourselves? <laughs> Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> As usual. So I want to thank you, Leanne. Yeah. And thank the people at HP once again. Yeah. For, you know, telling me the truth. But again, that was not my problem. The problem was I hadn't shaken the cartridge. It's sometimes it is like the have you unplugged the computer and plugged it back in. Yeah. Sometimes it's a very simple thing. Now that you have the ink flowing, Sheila, and knowing that you're only doing five pages a week, <laughs> can you give me a ballpark figure on how long this this ink cartridge will last? Ballpark it, babe. Uh, let's see. I'd say another another two months. No. <laughs> Oh, that was the math quiz part of the discussion? Oh, no. Because I saw this article in the New York Times recently, and the headline was Gut Instinct's Surprising Role in Math. And there have been a lot of studies lately, Sheila, about how math really works. We know that there are people good with numbers, you know, Mm -hmm. that are numerically very, very strong. Okay? But then there's also another part of mathematics that uh, scientists, social scientists are studying now. And that's sort of the bestial mathematics is what they're calling it. It's very akin to what animals do when they say, hmm, where's the best place to go eat berries? Well, this bush looks like it has more. I'm going there. It's the same sort of sense you use when you're looking at the grocery store and you're deciding 
which line is going to take longer, which line is going to take longer. Instinct. Okay? It's instinct, okay, bestial, as opposed mm. to the celestial math, which is actual hard numbers. And Sheila, I cannot believe you just blew that ballpark because well, I, I know, yeah. you know, you just, I got nervous when you asked me the question you, that you weren't strong in math in high school, right? Right. It was so and, I, and I became a teacher, <laughs> but just first grade, just first grade, you know, adding arithmetic and sets. You yeah. can't do a lot of damage <laughs> in first grade math. You know that, that you pretty much understood. It was the more complex mathematics that you had a problem with. But now as these studies come out about how, you know, our gut instincts about math, the sort of how long is it going to take, gee, how many miles of gas do I have left in my mm-hmm. car, meets up with the actual, like, kids who now are really good with numbers because they're doing a lot of work on computers and mm-hmm. things like that. I like, love that. These are going to be sensational mathematicians. But one of the mathematicians in this article said that if teachers only emphasize the, quote, power of the ballpark figure to focus less on arithmetic precision and more on general reckoning. So I was hoping, Sheila, by asking you to ballpark the pages printed, Mm -hmm. that you could break through. You could trust your gut instinct. What's the right answer? Okay. (laughs) Well, if you're printing, what did you say, about 30 pages a month? Yes. And you can print 600 20 months, Sheila. That would be about two years. Uh, oh, I see now. Okay. <laughs> ballparking. Ballpark, just ballpark. ballparking. <laughs> Seems so far away. <laughs> but that's a good thing. But do you think in high school maybe your grades would have gone up if they accepted? When you think about all the, the math answers you yeah. just missed. Yeah, close enough. Should be good enough. That I mean, would be good. Right. The word, about, the word about, the word about, Leon. I This is Sheila. I mean, I did that a lot, you know, in first grade. I said about how many, uh, you know, marbles are in this picture. Yeah. The kids didn't have to count them, but they had to look. And Uh based on instinct, you know, name a number. And they were good at it, They were always really much better than me. That's what the study (laughs) said. That's what the study said, that kids, you know, even young preschoolers are really good at ballparking. And then they'll get better at the actual numbers part of it as they mature. But you, Sheila, can still need some work on the ballparking. But I know there's a future for you in math. Thank you, Lynn. And there's a future for you in printing. (laughs) There's not a future for you in customer service, but I think you know that. (laughs) All right, stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. Lots more coming up on the show. The lab rats are here with mac and cheese. That's exciting. Very exciting. Uh, We're going to have some Satellite Sisters sticky situations coming up. Something happened to Julie. She wants to know, once again, if she did the right thing. Stay with us. for the Satellite Sisters. Julie, up next. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome back to the show. This is your L.A.-based flight crew here, Lee and Sheila and Liz. We're joined now by our Dallas crew member, Julie Dolan. Julie, welcome. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm so glad to be here, sisters, because I have a situation. Okay, this is what we're going to apply ourselves to now. Satellite Sisters, sticky situations. We've all got a few. Julie, you go first. Okay, here was the situation. I need a ruling from you, my sisters. This week... I had to remove my dog from the dog park. Okay, let me just give you the facts. Okay, I'm not going to give you the emotions, and there were plenty of those. I'm just going to go through the facts. My dog, Zorro, I took him to the dog park. He loves the dog park. Now, he's a 98-pound black lab. Uh-huh. But he enjoys other dogs. 
he is he is very very passive he's not the least bit aggressive i mean he would give you the ball out of his mouth i mean mm-hmm. he is just that kind of good dog yeah. you know mm-hmm. but he has this thing for small fluffy little dogs he just loves them i think he wants one he loves to play with them he seeks out the little small fluffy dogs to play with he doesn't like to play with the dogs his own size mm-hmm. so we arrive at the dog park and He's very excited, jumps out, goes in, starts playing around, but then he spots this Pomeranian, you know, one of those small mm-hmm. yeah, dogs, yeah. Mm-hmm. who's kind of hiding under this bench at the park. Mm. But Zero, Zorro zeroes in on the Pomeranian. And, you know, he's doing his best. He is just wagging his tail. He's given this Pomeranian his best moves. I mean, he is zigging, he is zagging. You know, when a dog is trying to get another dog to play with them, you know, they, they have some some things that they try to do to get the other dog excited. Yeah, hey, let's get going. Hey, yeah. come over here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so play well, this, bow. Pomeranian, play bow. this Pomeranian is not responding. So that makes my dog, Zorro, go, he, he feels like he has to take it to another level. Yeah. So he starts spinning around. He starts <laughs> racing around in front of this Pomeranian. He is giving it his all because he wants to play with this small, fluffy thing. So the Pomeranian now starts barking at Zorro. Mm -hmm. But Zorro doesn't bark back. He's just still spinning, ducking, moving, wagging his tail. And then the Pomeranian makes a move and he tries to get away from this big black dog. And so Zorro interprets that as a sign like, okay, now we're going to get to play. Yeah, the chase is on. The chase is on. And that's what happened. We had this big chase in the dog park. And the Pomeranian, not only is he not barking, he is now yelping, he is crying, he is, he is just, you, th- you would have thought my dog had, like, punched him or something. I'm telling you, this dog <laughs> if was dogs making, could punch. If dogs, if could, dogs punch. could punch, that's what I think. So I just, I leap up, we, I try, you know, the owner of the Pomeranian is all worked up now, uh, so I leap up. I get I get a hold of my dog Zorro. I mean, he is ninety eight pounds, mm-hmm. and he is a big dog, mm-hmm. and he is like trying. He is moving and you know running into this teeny tiny yelping whining Pomeranian. Okay, that was a little emotion. Sorry about that. I'm trying to stick to the facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I I get up. I said I'm sorry. My dog was just trying to play with your dog, and and the owner of the Pomeranian is now examining the Pomeranian to see, you know, what harm that Zorro has caused. And I said, I hope the dog is all right. And he okay, said, yes. Okay, I mean, we, I think we can give you the advice now. Just, first of all, you shouldn't have apologized. And then, <laughs> I hope your dog is all right. You might as well just write, sue me on your forehead. <laughs> sue me. Leanne. Leanne. Leanne, I felt so guilty. You know, yeah, I, I went guilty. And I took, I took Zorro home. Right. And, and then I thought, well, did I do the right thing? I mean... It's, I mean, he, it's a dog park, okay? Dogs are supposed to run around. It's not, I mean, he wasn't being aggressive. And if this Pomeranian was afraid of okay, other now dogs. now we're getting emotion. Okay. Now, now you asked us just to give you a reading All on right. this. Uh-huh. Right. I, Liz and I both have dogs. So, you know, we've been through this dog park situation yeah. before. So, Liz, what, would, what do you think? Well, you know, I think if your dog is harassing other dogs, it's your responsibility. He frankly. wasn't harassing. Well, he was just enticing him. It's in the eye of the beholder, Julie. So yes. here, here's my policy with Ferris. You know how he just goes crazy whenever he sees a pug. Yes. So whenever we go to the dog park, I have to scan the entire park for uh, I'm on pug alert. And if a pug turns up, uh, even if I've driven all the way there and we're having fun and we're romping and playing, 
and put his leash on him and we leave and we just have to exit the premises because it's just not a good situation and I'm responsible for my dog. You know, I would agree. This is Leanne. Yeah, I have a big German Shepherd. And very often, I don't take her to the dog park anymore because people are prejudiced against German Shepherds. You know, if anything goes wrong, oh, it it's... must be the German Shepherd's fault. <laughs> I mean, one time this gang of yellow labs was harassing her. And, oh, of course, couldn't be the lab's fault. It must be the German Shepherd's fault. And very often I end up just hooking her and taking her home because I don't want to get blamed. They are dogs. So you I don't know. know what could happen. I know, On the other why... hand, Julie, don't get me started about the little dogs in the big dog park. Because <laughs> that's we have a very oh. clear little dog park versus big dog park. And we had some Jack Russells. Oh, they have big personalities. Well, they're also quite annoying. You know, they're jumping up. They're biting the big dog's face. <laughs> big annoying personalities. Big annoying personalities. Go over to your own dog park. But I do think in a dog park situation is better safe than sorry. I, you know, you shouldn't so have I had the right to, thing, but I believe you did the right thing. Why, why didn't the Pomeranian go home? That's what I started to feel after I got over my guilt. I thought maybe the Pomeranian should have been the one to be removed from the park. This is Sheila. Finally, I'll say I do not own a dog, but I agree with Leanne. Pomeranians are too little to be in a dog park. <laughs> they need to be in a separate... In a pocketbook. That's where they need to <laughs> Something else. And I'm sorry to Pomeranian owners. All right? That's what I have to add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not all dogs can go in a dog park. And okay. remember when we had the dog whisperer on, Cesar Milan? He does not believe in dog parks. Right. He, doesn't, he doesn't like the dog park thing at all. He thinks it doesn't teach dogs good behavior at that all. That it reinforces all of their bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes that is true. Julie, being the first to leave is never the wrong decision. Because if something bad had happened, if it had escalated... Then it really would have been bad. So that's the the burden of being the owner of the big dog is that you very often just have to leave first. Thank I you, think you sisters. did the right thing. Okay, don't Thank let you. it don't let it eat you away. Eat away at you. Um, <laughs> all right, next sticky situation we got from a listener. Remember, a couple of weeks ago we discussed hugging in the workplace. Yeah, the professional hug, the professional hug kiss. You know what's how far is too far? Do you do it? Do you like to do it? Well, we got a letter of support from Carla. She just wanted to thank us for discussing this. She is a declared non-hugger. She said, I, I grew up in a family of huggers. Uh-huh. Must have been hard for Carla. It was. She said, I feel like I have a sign that says hug me, even though I don't. <laughs> so I have learned to deal with the hug. And she said now she works for a global company where there's a lot of international kissing on multiple oh, cheeks. Mm-hmm. So she's grateful that she has learned to tolerate the hug and the tolerate, kiss yes. from her family so that she could tolerate it in the workplace. But she would just prefer no hugging, no touching, no kissing in a workplace. Carla, we hear you. There you go. I think she's not alone. All right. Then we got a letter about more touching in the workplace from Jill. This was on behalf of her husband, and she wanted a reading on what you thought of this situation. Right, Her husband was at work. He was meeting some new colleagues that he was going to be working very closely with on a project. He had not met them before. Uh-huh. Prior to the meeting, he's in the men's room. Yes. There's a guy in the men's room. We won't go into detail. Just suffice to say, no hand washing happened. Okay. Oh. The guy in the men's room. Uh-huh. So Jill's husband is thinking, oh, I hope that's not the guy I'm going to be working with. Oh, sure man. enough. Sure enough. Goes out into the meeting. Meets the three new colleagues. One is Mr. No Hand Wash. Okay? So Jill's husband says, I am not going to shake your hand because you did not wash in the men's room. <gasps> You're My kidding. Goodness. Right? At, in the circle. Like, not under his breath, just, you know, the, puts up the international sign for don't touch me, the palm. Not going to not gonna 
not going to wash your hand, not going to wow. shake your hands because you didn't wash. That is talk about asserting power and authority and setting things straight and making people uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, what including the no hand washers boss who was oh. also in the circle. So, right. so you know, shaming your colleagues. Is that what you would say? I is would often shaming? recommend against that. Okay. <laughs> Or humiliating them, shaming them, embarrassing them in front of their boss. Long term, that cannot be good for your career. Okay. So you you see it as a career issue, not a public health issue. Yes, I do. All right. And sometimes your career has to come first. I would have lied to protect myself. I would have said, I'm sorry, I've had a cold. It's so nice to meet you. Okay. Uh Very great. I do that all the time in real life. Lie. We've seen you lying in a lot of social situations. I mean, not lie in general. I use that lie a lot. Uh huh. Okay. I I would have gone for the big hug because then there was no hand touching. Oh, the, no, but men don't really hug each other. Yes, they can. It's Hugging a, it out, new colleagues. Come new on. colleagues. I am so happy. I'm going to be working with you. <laughs> okay, but not touching you. I, you know, I think I would have to agree that there might have been another way to handle this. I, I think a little combination of like the Sheila lie and with Liz's rationale, just yeah. like trying to. That's not a good way to go with your new colleagues. That's, no. a, that's a lot of resentment. That is shocking to me that someone would actually say that. Jill I mean, said her husband's very straightforward. If he's that kind of guy, wow. That's, that's good for you, Jill. Well, but sometimes I, you don't have time to think of excuses. Like the other day, I was at the supermarket, Lynn. Mm-hmm. I had two germ attacks back-to-back. Okay. Germ attacks, you call them, <laughs> Right, now I do. What They're aisle, coming what aisle do you find Well, you know, Checker 4 was open. So I had my Tofuti cuties and my Diet Coke and my paper towels. Went right over to aisle 4. And I look at him. It's like a horror movie in slow motion. All of a sudden, he takes his hands and he starts wiping his nose before he turns to me. And I just looked and I said, whoa, no. And I turned around and took them to aisle five. There's no way I was going to go in that to that checker. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hug the checker or shake no, his hand? No, because most of the germs in our bodies are either in our mouths or from our nose to our fingertips. So... But but again, what are you doing? Well, with he the was going to touch. He's going to give me change. He's going to touch my food. He's going to give me change. He's he's going to give me germs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I go over to aisle five. No problem. Pay. Uh-huh. Get everything done. And then as soon as he gives me my groceries, he takes a tissue and starts slobbering it all over his mouth. There's like drool coming out. He's like wiping his mouth. I could not wait to get home. Sheila, you need it a was, new grocery store. I don't know where so you're so foul. I just, I, I mean, at that point, it's like I want to start crying. I mean, I cannot win out there, the germ war. <laughs> I mean, Leanne, it's bad. I was at, I was at church the other day and, um, the woman, Good for you, by the way. Thank you. And the woman behind me was just, you know, doing the hacking and coughing. So and we're really are, sick in a public place. We're packed oh. in. It's it's we're totally packed. You've been to my church. People lined up on the walls. I mean, it is, you know, move over, everyone's packed in. We're on top of each other, and she's doing the hack and cough and back. I'm like, couldn't you just stay home? That's yeah. what I'm thinking in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, really. Mm-hmm. Don't do us any favors. And mm-hmm. then the reading, of course, you know, is um Paul to the Corinthians, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and oh, all I'm thinking is, I may love my neighbor, but I am not turning around and shaking her hand to give us a piece. Oh, there is no, no way. way. Oh, yeah. No way. Right, I mean, I just, there's touching in mass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when he, you know, may peace be with you, we're all supposed to turn around. I'm like, I'm just not turning. I'm not turning. I'm not turning around. Don't I'm look. Not turning. Don't look. And then I look at Colin, who's with me. I was like, don't turn around. Don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. Love your neighbor as yourself, but not today. <laughs> not, start, not her. No. Start when we leave mass. <laughs> I just couldn't. Oh, couldn't take it. Really a lot of peace on earth going on there. Yeah. yeah I felt, yeah. But some you do have to protect yourself You sometimes. do, Leanne. You do, but you can do it graciously. All right, Man. Jill. <laughs> yes, Jill. I was just going to suggest you could use the international sign. In Thailand, they make the, um, the Y which is they put their two hands together and they nod their head. And oh. that might be a very nice thing that we could start here in the U.S. too. Because mm-hmm. then there's no touching. There's just a lot of nodding. Oh, the namaste, the yoga <laughs> namaste. It, it is a lot like the yoga. Yeah, maybe it's that an option. Would... <laughs> I will be doing it at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> just to warn you. <laughs> Try it at the grocery store out there in Santa Monica. I'm sure they'd respond to the namaste. Check four, namaste. <laughs> All right, Jewel, thanks for joining us with your sticky situation. Take take it easy. Take a walk in the dog park. Or maybe just walk the dog today and skip the dog park, okay? Sound advice, sisters. All right, you can always email us at SatelliteSisters.com. We love getting your Satellite Sisters sticky situations. We'll be what little help we can be here on the air at Satellite Sisters. All right, bye, Jewel. Have a great weekend. Bye, sisters. Stay with us. Uh, we're going to be talking to Monica. She's coming on next from Portland, Oregon, because the lab rats are here. And they are testing mac and cheese. We're the Satellite Sister. everybody this is Sheila Dolan and I am in the studio in Los Angeles and every week I ask my little sister Monica Dolan in Portland Oregon to join me for this special time in the show (laughs) when Monica and I road test consumer products and report back on our findings right Monica Sheila I am so happy I can join you today (laughs) thank you in this journey if I could use that word the journey that is lab rats well, Sheila, you know, this summer, Ellen sent us a very fun letter, and she had an extensive list of products she wants us to test. But she had one category that she just called the cheesy goodness category, mm. oh. which I like. She wanted the rats to find a good frozen macaroni and cheese, which may live up to her gold standard, which apparently the macaroni and cheese from Beecher's Handmade Cheese Shop in Seattle, she believes is the best. That sounds good. Then we go, <laughs> yeah, let's just go, let's just go to Seattle on yeah. our next trip. Then Libby wrote to us and she is trying to find the all-time best macaroni and cheese recipe. Um, but when I told her, I told Libby that Sheila's Test Kitchen really does not support that kind of testing Mm -hmm. because to test recipes, you need pots and pans and ingredients and, Mm. you know, so I just thought it would be good if we started with the boxed version of mac and cheese. So we're going to be testing boxed macaroni and cheese today, but by all means, if you have a killer recipe for macaroni and cheese, send it to us and we'll post it on Sister Spot. Oh, that's that's a great idea. So we wanted to go beyond the traditional blue and gold craft, although their mac and cheese, the deluxe version, is pretty good. So here are the brands we tested. Annie's Organic Macaroni and Cheese, Mm -hmm. Back to Nature Organic Macaroni and Cheese, Trader Joe's Mac and Cheese with Wisconsin Cheddar, and Trader Joe's Organic Shells with White Cheddar. 
All right. So this is Sheila again. Here's my methodology and what I am looking for. All right. I want a one-pan wonder. I mean, I think you know that about me so far. Well, you well, own one pan. Uh, you called me and you asked me, what kind of cooking tools do I need to do this test? I said, well, a saucepan. All right. I was and there just, was just checking. silence on the other end of the phone. I was just checking, Monica. You right. do own a saucepan. Yes, and a lid. And then I have my universal lid in case I do get another pan, which will fit that pan. All right? I <laughs> That's want, really planning ahead. I would like a recipe that only uses water or milk. I, I like those two liquids. I can, I can handle that. Um, and nothing more than six cups of liquid in my saucepan, please. Um, I also... <laughs> Why? Because you have a small saucepan, or is there some yes, larger she has issue? A, she has a six-cup saucepan. <laughs> no, it's probably eight cups, but I don't want anything to boil over over there. All right, and I want an easy cleanup. All right, that's that goes... Well, it's one pan. All right. <laughs> uh, but finally, I'm looking for, and here are my little, you know, my little motto for mac and cheese. Cheesy... Easy and low salt, pleasey, <laughs> because I have water retention issues. And if I have too much salt, Monica, I can literally, I can't see the next day and I could get into an accident. Um, all right, so Monica. Easy, cheesy, easy. low salt, pleasey. Uh, I mean, you make this, this you make this it's dangerous. Of this macaroni and cheese sound downright dangerous. It is. Lethal. Uh, all right, oh, go my ahead. gosh. All right, well, here's my it methodology and what up. I was looking for. I consider cooking them all at once and then taste testing, doing the side by side. But I was worried, like you, Sheila, about the sodium load and the possible, like, binding effects of the powdered cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go so, say it. <laughs> so I separated my subjects into two batches because we had four test subjects here. Um, I used the stovetop method for all of these. I used the low-fat milk. Now, I am looking for the pasta to be al dente, al dente, al dente. <laughs> and I also want a good ratio of cheese clinging to those little pasta tubes. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be super saucy. But I want there to be cheese on each of the tubes. And I do get freaked out by that bright orange color. So please, a more natural color is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get started with the product testing. First up is Annie's Homegrown Macaroni and Cheese. It's all organic. It's made with a mild cheddar, Monica, I would say. It's one ninety nine a box for two, <laughs> two 2.5 servings. Which is uh, that's what exactly what really I ate serving. during the testing. <laughs> I ate 2.5 uh, servings. Yeah, yeah, Thank you for reminding me of that. And it's 280 calories a serving. All right. You know what? I have to say, Annie was smart. She was the first woman that put that cute little bunny on the box. Mm-hmm. Remember? She yeah. came out with the all organic or natural ingredients. This is a high quality product. You have tasty noodles. They're quite little, but they're fine. They're cheesier. Could be cheesier. Uh, but it couldn't be easier, and I liked the low-salt factor, Monica. Two paws up for Annie's. Well, Sheila, I agree with you about Annie and the marketing. She she sucks you in with the bunny seal of approval on the front. Mm-hmm. I mean, so if you're in the grocery store with your kids, they're just going to point to the box with the bunny on it and say, Mom, get that. So, But the good thing about Annie's is, well, first of all, it's all organic and cute little tubes of pasta and orangish sauce. More like a coating. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> uh, it's more like a coating. I, there was something sort of slightly sweet to it, 
Didn't well, we're testing it right now in Los Angeles. Our engineer Kia is not, you know, she's she's a one paw up, I think so far. And uh, Ooh, it's good with coffee, isn't just it? Just enjoy it. Just enjoy. <laughs> all right. You know, I, I'm going to agree with Kia. I gave the Annie's one paw up. Oh, all right. All right. Let's move on. Now, in a fru- fufu <laughs> grocery store, <laughs> you wrote fufu, Monica. Do you know? Did you realize that? Uh, fru-fru. You meant fru-fru. Uh-huh. All right. A fru-fru grocery store. Um, it's called Back to Nature Organic Cheddar Cheese Pasta. Now, it's made in Pasadena. Did you know that? No. Yes. It's, um, again, it's where I live. It's called Back to <laughs> Nature. You're wondering the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Nature Organic Cheddar Cheese Pasta. It's one twenty nine a box, 310 calories a serving. That's a lot. And here's the thing. More cheese, more calories, people. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a high-quality pasta. It's rich tasting. I'm going to give it one paw up, Monica. All right. I, I would say skip this one. Skip the back to nature. Really? Yep. If you care about feeding your kids the organic mac and cheese, go with the Annie's. There's just no excitement. Ex- no excitement there. Wow. I can, feel, I can feel you're not excited. No. All right. I, I gave it one paw down. Oh, boy. All right. Now, let's go to the Trader Joe's brand. The mac and cheese concoctions. Now, these are both less expensive than Annie's. 99 cents a box. First, the straight-up macaroni and cheese with Wisconsin cheddar. It's 279 calories, 279 calories. Now, straight up, hey, there's nothing exciting about this either, Monica. That's what I felt. It was bland. It had a cardboard aftertaste. One (laughs) paw down for the taste, but one paw up for the price. That's a cheap mac and cheese, Monica. So is that a neutral paw differential? Yes, that is. That actually is. Ballpark it for me, just zero paws anywhere. Go ahead, Monica. You know, I was attracted to the vibrant orange box because I think it hints at what's inside. Again, the tiny tubes of pasta were fine, the same as Back to Nature's and Annie's. But it has more sauce, more cheddar, and just more oomph to it than the previous brands. It was the clear winner for me, the Trader Joe's brand mac and cheese. So I'm going to give it two paws up. I thought it had a very, well, you can't really call mac and cheese sophisticated, but a more mature taste to it. Mm. Maybe it was the extra salt contained in the Trader Joe's. I liked it. I'm going to give it two paws up. You liked it for breakfast, didn't you? All right. Next, we could not resist the sophisticated sounding organic shells with white cheddar. I like this. I like this. It's, buy this at home. It's more sophisticated, land. You are a mom. You feed it to your sons occasionally, mm-hmm. but you love homemade mac and cheese. Monica. This uh, is also Trader Joe's? This mm-hmm. is Trader Joe's. I prefer a white cheddar to a, to a yellow. That's the only paw I'm giving it. One paw up. <laughs> One white paw. <laughs> I don't know why. It just makes me feel a little more sophisticated. I agree with you, Land. How about you, Monica? Well, I, I liked this. Um, it is pretty white, though, and it's pretty salty. But, Leon, I'm surprised your kids like it but I, I i just was unsure whether kids would like this one um i'm gonna give it it was salty i'm still gonna give it one paw up the trader joe shells and white cheddar i thought it was pretty shells good. have more clingy factor right. to them and They're, that's mm-hmm. i think that's what people like all right let's recap our findings i love the annie's all organic macaroni and cheese Monica, you I, like the trader joe's brand i like the trader joe's straight up mac and cheese with wisconsin cheddar 
All right. Let's talk about next week, Monica. Have we talked about next week? <laughs> Have we decided anything? We've gotten so many suggestions I from know. you. There's uh, a lot of suggestions for mascara and uh, I have those, razors mm. and all kinds of stuff like that. I have those hermetically sealed wands ready to test some mascara, Monica. So if we go that way, don't worry. I'm ready. I'm Let's ready do the to mascara. do that. Let's right, do the mascara. We weren't able to find the power mascara wands with the batteries, but we might have to bring you regular everyday mascara. All right, we are the Lab Rats, Sheila Dolan in L.A., Monica in Portland. Every week you can find us here. Hey, Monica, thanks for checking in today. I know that you're going to be back on the next show with Believe It or Not, right? That's right. All right, we'll look forward to that one on Wednesday. Thanks, Monica. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. Coming up, wow, it's been a rough, hard show, isn't it? We've (laughs) worked hard here. We've worked through a lot of situations. Cheesy situations, sticky situations. Mm -hmm. Gummy. So now we're going to be on the cozy couch with Sheila. So just get your snacks and relax because we are going to relax on the cozy couch. Stay with us. Sheila here with my sister, Monica, and we are proud to bring you a little mini mailbag today, right, Monica? Just a sampling of the kinds of the variety of letters we get in our inbox. We love getting your mail and we love all your sister spot comments and we love when you weigh in on things we discuss on the show. Maybe ask us what happened to Liz's clothes dryer. You have music suggestions. So, Sheila, we got a letter this week. And I, I think the key to this letter is it's from Carolyn, and she is a business architect analyst. Ooh, sounds serious. It does. It does sound serious, but she wanted to write to us about scaly legs. Okay? Oh, there you go. <laughs> she heard the Lab Rats report on body washes, and she just has to recommend a product, Oil of Olay in shower lotion. Love it. She said it's a product that you rub on after you rinse the body wash off. Then you do a final rinse. Since she started using it, she no longer needs to use lotion on her scaly legs. And I love the fact that Carolyn, again, business architect analyst in New York, whatever that is, she's thinking about her scaly legs oh, we when love she's it. at work. Yes. She felt compelled to write us. That's a good use of time. All right. Now, we also got a letter this week, Monica, after my review on Entertaining Sheila of Burn After Reading, the new Coen Brothers film. Anonymous wrote in and said, hey. I thought you guys were not going to go see another Coen Brothers movie because of their lame Oscar acceptance speech. First of all, Anonymous, I love how you refer to us as you guys. All right. You remembered my exact words a year ago when I said the Coens gave a lame acceptance speech. How soon we forget, Anonymous said. Well, you don't forget, Anonymous. You remembered my entire review. And then little sense of humor. We love that in a letter. Or did Brad Pitt, George Clooney, et cetera, cloud your memory? I think that's the case, Sheila. Oh, boy, that's a good letter. So I wrote Anonymous back and said, you know what? John Malkovich clouded my memory, not George Clooney. So there. And then we got one other letter, which was so cute. It was based on Liz's trip to Brazil, and Liz was talking about her lands and, you know, swim shorts. And how and- she she walked out onto the Ipanema <laughs> Beach in Rio de Janeiro, where people don't really wear a lot of swimsuits there. But Liz was there in her lands and swim shorts. Good for you, Liz. That's right. And lands and swim shorts have been, they sort of, they're a character now in our mailbag. I mean, Sherry wrote in a confessional letter to Liz saying, Liz, I purchased a swimsuit, you know, early in the season 
but it didn't see the light of day until Labor Day when she finally took it out of her suitcase and she got it a little wet, mistakenly. She didn't really want to. You know why? Because it wasn't Land's End and it wasn't holding up for her. So Sherry just wanted Liz to know, you know what? I'm glad you had a great trip, but my swim shorts didn't hold up. And that's it. I mean, that's a sampling of our mailbag. That, that's good stuff, Monica. <laughs> it is. Keep sending your letters to Satellite Sisters and commenting on Sister Spot. That's right. Sisters at SatelliteSisters.com. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting in the evening We are the Satellite Sisters, and this is Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Liz and Leanne. Mm. And this is On the Cozy Couch with Sheila. That special time in the show when I just let my mind go, and I hope you can too, Liz. Mm. Yes. And because you've got a big mind, a busy mind, this is the time of the show when we can breathe in, everybody. Reach and snack. Just get out those little nibbles that you like so much. And listen along while I go through this week's Woman's World magazine. More for your money now at the su- a checkout counter mm. for one seventy nine. And usually they have a no name model on the cover, and she's looking good this week. Yeah, but she has a problem. Her broken hormones are making her fat, Leanne. Gosh, it's, I didn't yeah. know your hormones could yeah. break. <laughs> well, <laughs> your zipper can break. You know, if you're too fat. Yeah, but th- th- it could be. Broken hormones, and there's something called leptin. It's, it could be a leptin imbalance, mm. which I know I have. Because <laughs> if there's an imbalance, you You've have got it. it. And so we are going to go through this week all the all the burning news about leptin, but mainly I want to focus on a few areas this week on the tips to clip. Number one, you want um, happiness boosters? We have them. Instant tricks. To boost your bad mood. Um, that's a good one. Um, saying goodbye to UTIs. We're all ladies here. <laughs> it's time to discuss the dreaded UTI. I'm sorry. Is it really? Someone has to do it. You wouldn't believe how you can get rid of UTIs. <laughs> it's just... I like when they I give medical wait. advice in women's world. It's usually very solid and involves yogurt. Okay. Here we go. Smart new ways to use cotton balls. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, love tater tots. Now you're going to have three reasons to love them more. Oh. I have three recipes for you, Leanne. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> that are going to blow your mind. Bring out your inner optimist. Yes, these are just funny ways that you can bring out your optimist even when you're mad. And I know sometimes you get mad in the late afternoon, Leanne. Mm-hmm. So we are going to deal with that. <laughs> That's when your hormones are broken. <laughs> okay. All right. I can't find any more tater tots. All right. All right. Um, let's start. Let's start, please, with some, um, some bring out your inner optimist. We sure. all have it in there. Yeah. We just don't know we how do. to do it. All right. Get a lucky charm. Yes, indeed. It is true. It sounds silly. No. Psychologists believe if you carry around a little charm in your pocket, you will believe that that represents something positive in your life. Uh-huh. And if you keep thinking about it, like, oh, my little pebble, <laughs> it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Over time, that object will be a reminder of good things to come, all right? Now, don't throw the rock 
at the window or the person you're mad at. Right. Keep okay. it in your pocket. <laughs> and just That's keep... good advice. That's very sound, <laughs> Sheila. And just keep stroking it. All right. Here's a good one. Yeah. Release negative energy into your pillow. Mm. <laughs> into your you know pillow. what? Nobody feels positive all the time. Except for me. But research suggests that people who vent their feelings have an easier time. So go ahead. Punch that pillow. Punch it, Leanne. All right? It'll make yeah. you feel better in a flash. Yeah. I mean, you know, you wake up some mornings and you beat up the bed, literally. <laughs> Just as long as you don't beat up your husband. All okay. right? Well, will not. All right. And here's a new thing. Be motivated by this great news. A Yale University study, they rarely quote that. <laughs> <laughs> Shows being optimistic increases your lifespan by seven years. Whoa. That's a Major. lot. That is, you is know, that a good idea? It's worth, <laughs> it's worth beating the pillow for seven more years. I know, I know. It, you might have to buy new pillows occasionally, but beat them up. There you go. All right. You know how much we loved tater tots as we were growing up, didn't we? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there are three ways you can serve tater tots? That are going to make you, it's going to make you an instant gourmet. I didn't, I didn't know tater tots and gourmet went together, but they do in women's world. All right. How about a bacon and tater frittata? Mm. That's a ta-ta-ta. All right. You just take a frittata and you cover it with tater tots. Mm. Yummy. That sounds good. How about a nacho tater tot pizza? You're basically taking a pizza Dumping tater tots on it with guacamole, sour cream, and salsa. Now, can you beat that? That is, that is going to make you feel better. Really, a lot of um, for food, car- food combined <laughs> in an interesting way. It's wow. a car- it's a carbo load. It is. And finally, the tater tot barbecued pork casserole. <laughs> That is the worst picture I've ever seen. Kick it up. Kick it up. Next week, chocolate chip bonanza. But you know what? Leon, got to love that woman's world. Always finding inventive ways for Mm. things. Wow. Got some extra cotton balls around? All right. I do. Let's get down to it. Smart new ways to use cotton balls. Here we go. Give your clothes a signature scent. Spritzing is so important in women's world. You just have to get something you can spritz. It doesn't matter. It could be your pillow, right? Spritz a few cotton balls with your favorite fragrance, and then you hide one in the corner of your dresser drawer and the other one in another corner. And guess what it does? It scents your drawer. (laughs) That is surprising. And you forget you have those little hidden cotton balls in there. Okay. Make a screw hole tight again, all right? You're going to dab white glue onto a cotton ball. This sounds complicated. (laughs) And stuff it into a stretched-out screw hole in the wall. After it dries, pull the cotton out and reinsert the screw. You see what I mean? It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the glue will help guarantee a tight fit. I don't know what that means, really. Right. Okay, I didn't read it before. (laughs) All right. And you're never going to attempt it, so don't worry about it. All right. I know I love this one, fluff and freshen, because I know you like to do that, Liz. Yes. Fluff and freshen. Put a few drops of essential oil onto a cotton ball. Sure. And toss it in your vacuum cleaner bag. Wow. Your bag, your carpet will get clean and get your home smelling great. Mm, okay. I just am <laughs> suspicious of that. It doesn't seem like a good idea to actually put things in your 
vacuum. All right. Well, the they're do, what they're doing is they're doing a lot of stuffing. They and, are and, and placing <laughs> scenting and stuffing. <laughs> and if you don't like that, restuff a teddy land. Okay. Just take oh. your kid's stuffed toy. Do you feel better doing that? Yeah. And take a bunch of cotton balls <laughs> and just put them in there and sew them up. That's the hard part. You have yeah. to sew it. <laughs> Resealing the teddy. <laughs> All right. Um, now, Lee, and I know you have a lot of plasticware. I saw this quickly. Mm-hmm. How to remove stains from your plasticware. All right. Mm-hmm. They actually, tip number three says, sick citrus on them. <laughs> now, let me read that again. S-I-C, citrus on him. <laughs> on him. All right? Squeeze half a lemon's worth of juice onto the stain. Shake some baking soda right over it and let it sick overnight. Sit, sick sit. overnight. <laughs> it's making me sick overnight. No, no, sit. Sit in. Sit, sit overnight. And then wipe away the citrus solution and the stain (laughs) with a soft cloth. Sick it. That's sick. Okay, stop. All right, right, add this to your dishwasher. Pour Cascade Plastic Booster in the pre-wash cup. That's not exciting. All right. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, And finally, you asked for it, the secret tip to get rid of a UTI. Oh, all right, this is one of those cases where I read it and I didn't really understand, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to share with you. It, it says clearly, say goodbye to UTIs. And I'm reading very, very interestingly <laughs> because I occasionally get UTIs. <laughs> We're not surprised to hear that. <laughs> You're going to harness the flower power of hydrangea. So there's a big <laughs> hydrangea, and I'm looking at it. I gotta I get it right off the bat. That just sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, no. I thought looking at the hydrangea could get rid of the UTI. I'm like, I gotta get myself a hydrangea plant. Plan. <laughs> I'm gonna stick hydrangea on it. And I, I read. But it's more than just staring at. I read further. Um, there's basically hydrangea tea uh, that you can buy. Basically. It's, it's, it's the, 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 this is, this is where you're loosely interpreting the facts, right? (laughs) Right. No. As loose as the facts are, you're going one step further. But it's really called kidney bladder tea, but who wants to see the app in in text, right? When we're on the cozy couch, but it's basically harnessing the power, like they said, of the hydrangea pot (laughs) in a tea, you're going to stick it on you and then you're going to sip it. And it's going to help get rid of your UTI. All right? Can I just share that with you? Yes. All right. There it is. The lovely hydrangea I pot. dare you to even try that once. All right. So there is a website you can go to get the kidney bladder tea. <laughs> if you're interested, drop me a line at SatelliteSisters.com. And we can put it in our holiday bazaar. Because <laughs> who wouldn't like some bladder tea for the holidays? Oh, this is a good thing Sheila. to give your satellite sister. Thank you, Sheila. I hope you're relaxed. Oh, I am. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to start off the week. It you know, is. the news has been rough, where yes. it's just a lot of up and downs out there in the real world. So in your world, it's <laughs> in just... In woman's world. In woman's world. Right. It is just cozier. All right. All right. Don't forget, all the sisters are at Sister Spot all the time. That's our blog. So go there, read our posts, add your comments. We put all kinds of stuff there every day of the week. We really want to know what you're thinking about. Also, join our Facebook group. That is The Satellite Sisters. A lot of interesting stuff going on over there. Uh, and next week, Leanne, give me a little guidance on this. Mm-hmm. Next week on Satellite Sisters, we are having an intra 
sister competition. Yeah, well, some of us have been working tirelessly. Oh, well, this is our... my problem. I haven't even been thinking tirelessly about this. We're posted at SatelliteSisters.com next Monday are the pictures of the wreaths we are allegedly making right now. This yes. is a wreath-making competition. Yes, it is. The five sisters competing against each other. Yes. I, I think you must have decided this while I was away on vacation. Yes, we did. Are there any guidelines I need to be aware of? Or it's just a front door wreath for the the fall, the autumn season. That's it? That's it. Okay, um, here's the deal. You I was hoping for more. <laughs> you can't just go buy an already made wreath at William Sonoma or, oh. you know, Smith & Hawkins. Yeah, That's like not the one I work. currently have on my Right, door. which is beautiful, but you actually have to do the decorating yourself. So you can buy, you know, the wreath form uh-huh. if you want a grapevine or whatever it is, but then you have to add something to it that says... I'm Liz, and I'm ready for fall. Okay? Uh, that's that's what it is. Right. And then you have to hang it up somewhere, and yes. it can be a wreath or a swag. What's a swag? A swag I mean, is just the, the, like the straight-across thing, not uh, a round door decoration. Oh, I see. It's usually in Sheila, like a, you're looking at me like, are you working on this at all yet? Have you no, started? No, I've, I've conceptualized it. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. And so, uh, so a wreath or a swag, and then you hang it up, and you take a picture. Okay. And that's that's what it has to be. You can... Buy all of the things, but you actually have to apply them to onto the wreath form. You don't have to make anything. You don't uh-huh. have to grow anything. You don't have to harness the power <laughs> of hydrangeas. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to, have to get it up on your door and take a picture. All right. So next week at SatelliteSisters.com, the photos are posted. Mm-hmm. You get to vote. So email us. Just go for it. I think our webmaster, Sarah Sweeney, she is the ultimate judge here. Right. Yeah. We do take into account the votes, mm-hmm. uh, and usually there will be some clear winners. Uh, in the amongst the voting, you know, yes, two two clear winners usually emerge. That's or our the way I look at, it, they're always clear losers. <laughs> and any of these homemaking projects, I've been in the clear loser category. But you know, I'm okay with that. All right. I'm, well, next Monday the wreaths go up, so work hard this week on that. All right. Uh, we'd like to thank Kia Renee for always making our day here at Satellite Sisters go a lot smoother. Thanks, Kia. Hey, sisters, have a great day. You too, Leanne. Thank you, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.